Hi there, I'm Anne-Marie McQueen, editor of Live Healthy, and this is the Live Healthy Podcast. Each week we interview health and wellness leaders and talk about all the things that are good for you, which you can also read about in our online magazine, the only one of its kind for men and women in the UAE. And now, here's this week's guest. Today on the Live Healthy Podcast, we have Dr. David Rose. He is a French biological dentist and through his company uh, is introducing the practice and belief system really of biological dentistry to the Middle East. Um, Their first clinic is in Jumeirah Beach Road and a second that just opened in DIFC. This company is changing the way you think about everything, not only to do with the dentist, but sort of your mouth, I think. You believe the mouth is the mirror to the body. Welcome, Dr. Rose. <laughs> Good morning, uh, Anne-Marie. How are you? I'm great. Thank you I'm for great. in your show. Thank you so much. Um, the mouth is the mirror to the body. Okay, so can you just sort of give us an overview about biological dentistry and how it's different from uh, the dentistry we all know and grew up with? Yeah. Um, thank you, Anne-Marie, for giving me this opportunity. For us, biological dentistry... Uh, is concerned with the whole body effect of all dental materials and techniques and procedure. So basically, we believe that the mouth is the gateway to your body. And that's very important because if you consider that each tooth is connected to a specific organ in your body, then you understand the impact of what happened in your mouth into the rest of the body. Okay, so each tooth is connected to... Each tooth is connected to some organs of your body. For example, if I'm taking the first upper molar, it's connected to your thyroid, to your stomach, and to your knee. Wow. You have just blown my mind. I never thought about that. I didn't think it was connected to anything except the gum. Imagine that you have have a thyroid problem. Okay. Okay. You go to the doctor and he gives you some medicine, some drugs, and doesn't find the real reason why you have an issue with the thyroid. And then I believe that you need to go to see a biological dentist and check if your upper first molar is infected. Because if you have a root canal treated tooth infected in that particular tooth, I suggest to remove this infection in order to see if the thyroid will get better or not. Wow. Because of the direct links of that. Okay. So, so if, if you believe that and if you realize that fact, then the next question that you have to ask yourself is, do you suffer from, a, a, I don't know, chronic disease or chronic fatigue or back pain or migraine, anything? Basically, if it's medically unexplained, then you need to check with a biological dentist and see with a 3D scan, because before we used to have only the 2D X-ray and sometimes we don't see the infection but if you realize with a 3D uh, CT scan, bone beam CT scan, that you may have an infection, then treat this infection before uh, doing anything else on, on the rest of the organs. Wow. Okay, so what, how would you treat the infection if you spotted it? So we need to release the, the to make sure that we, relieve, we remove completely all infection and all 
uh, inflammatory factor. Okay. And usually, when you have a, a, an infection, you need either to remove the tooth and clean the bone with some ozone and, and decontaminate the bone uh, to make sure that you don't have any bacteria left into this area. So you, so you, you have to remove the tooth? That's a biological way. Okay. The conventional yeah. way would be to uh, redo a root canal treatment and make sure that it's not infected. Uh, it's a very sensitive subject um, because, of course, uh, it's, 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 an, it's, a, it's an aggressive treatment to remove the tooth. But what we need to make sure is to make sure that we don't have any uh, active bacteria into this, uh, into this tooth. Okay. So in a traditional root canal, if there was an infection, you would, can you just walk me through a traditional root canal? You remove yeah. the tooth as well, right? You remove the tooth as well when in traditional, or no, you bore into the tooth. Yeah, what you need to understand um, is that the tooth qualifies as an organ because it has a blood supply. Yep. It has also lymph supply. It has also a nervous system, okay? So it qualifies as an organ. It's, it's actually basically an elongation of your own brain uh, because each tooth stands on the trigeminal nerve. You know, it's, it's the number five of the 12 cranial nerves. And it's so important that imagine that the 12 cranial uh, nerve that you have in your brain, the trigeminal nerve, so the, basically the nerve from the mouth, occupies 50% of this brain space. It's crazy. It's crazy. 50%. <laughs> okay. So in a, tr in a traditional root canal, you would, you would leave the tooth and, and operate on it, sort of. Yeah, in a root canal treatment, it's basically a, a pain treatment, okay? Because in conventional dentistry, we believe that we have to do everything we can to save the tooth for the bite. Right. To, to keep the chewing capacity. Yep. And in that sense, you can keep a, a root canal treated tooth for 10, 20 years, or 30 years. The, 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 the goal of the conventional dentistry is to make sure that we keep the function, the bite of the tooth. Okay. okay. But by doing that, we, sh we should not forget that we remove the blood system, we remove the, the lymph system, and also the uh, autonomous nervous system. So we remove all that. So it's basically a dead organ into your body. Oh, okay. So you might as well be removing it. You're leaving a dead organ in your body. Wow. Okay. Yeah, but we, the, the, uh, I mean, in conventional dentistry, we believe that uh, by doing a root canal treatment, uh, we remove all the bacteria that you have in this tooth. Okay. Unfortunately, we see many, many, uh, I mean, very often that the, uh, when we take a CT scan after a few years, there, there are some infection into this uh, root canal treatment. We see that visibly on the CT scan usually. Okay, so if people have had root canals and they have some sort of medical issues, it's, it's well worth getting this scan to find out if it's coming from your previous root canal. Yeah, I mean, it's very often that uh, a cardiologist uh, asks us to check the mouth uh, and to see if there is any dental infection in the mouth before doing any uh, uh, heart surgery. Wow, okay, a cardiologist will get, okay. How is, um, <clears throat> okay, so when you pull that tooth, do you put a, another tooth, like a, a crown or something or whatever you call it in there? Like do you, or do you just leave it empty? Yeah, I mean, imagine that we have uh, removed the tooth for uh, 
for infection purpose or for corrosion purpose. Anyway, the tooth is broken or whatever, we remove this tooth. The first thing that we need to make sure of is that we remove the ligament all around this uh, tooth. Why? Because if we don't remove the ligament, we don't inform the brain that this, the tooth has been removed. Okay. So we need to curate, we need to clean deeply the bone in order uh, for the brain to, to, to understand that this tooth has been removed. So that we will send some, uh, bone, uh, some cells to create new bones and remove the cells to destroy the bones. Okay. And once we have done that, usually we try to use only biocompatible materials, non-metallic materials, into uh, replacing this tooth. So we, uh, basically, we, we try to use uh, zirconia or, or, or uh, ceramic implants. Ceramic, okay. So one of the things that is very different about biological dentistry is you don't use metal, and people are used to having metal as fillings or uh, cavities, so you don't use any, use resin or um, ceramics or something like that. Yeah, I mean, you, you're right. In biological dentistry, we don't use metal at all. We are metal-free. Okay. Uh, the most poisonous metal you can find in the mouth is the mercury. Yes. You know this, uh, what we call the silver filling? Yep. And that uh, uh, is a poison. I mean, the, the mercury is a, is a poisonous metal. Um, and unfortunately, the, metal, the, the, the mercury amalgam filling that you have in your mouth leak into the rest of the body. And actually, we've been waiting for many, many years that FDA release a proper statement on mercury, and it's been done. On the 24th of uh, September 2020, they finally released uh, a statement saying that uh, the, the mercury um, can, is a neuro, neurotoxic metals and that does not stay locked into the filling, but is released over time uh, by the organs and the brain, especially the brain. That is huge then. That is huge news for your business um, and what you do, right? 50% of the fillings in the States are mercury fillings. Wow. 50% of the... So when... Okay, when... How much of a problem is mercury... Okay, so in the States, 50% of the fillings. When was mercury, mercury used? And when did, when did people generally stop using it? And how about the Middle East? Like, how many people do you think in the Middle East have mercury fillings? I mean, it's tough to say because we come from all over, right? Correct, correct. But basically, the mercury fillings was discovered and, and uh, uh, applied in 1830. Okay. And then, a few years after that, they shut down the mercury filling because it was poisonous. And then, at some point, it came back because it's very easy, it's very cheap, it's very um, um, yeah, easy to use compared to uh, the gold, for example. Yeah. So it became the norms. It became the, the, the standard, I would say, of the, of the feeling, unfortunately, because it's a, it's a strong neurotoxic. So the more amalgam feeling you have in your mouth, the more mercury you will find in the brain. And that is very talk. I'm amazed that they ever used mercury. I mean, I remember when we broke a thermometer when I was a kid in the 70s, and my mom saying, oh, that's terrible. Like, we'd roll around the mercury. My mom would say, get that. We've got to throw that out. That's correct. Kill you. Correct. It's, it's amazing. Been, it's, been it's been removed for all medical use, but dental fillings. So people are still using it for dental fillings. 
Yeah, I mean, it's, it's forbidden in Scandinavian countries. It's now forbidden uh, in most European countries for women, for pregnant ladies, for nursing women, for children. But still, still, uh, it's a neurotoxic. And you know that uh, it's been shown by scientific literature that the effect of mercury into the neurons, into the brain, is 80% identical to the Alzheimer effect. 80% identical to Alzheimer's. Wow. I know a lot of people have been getting mercury poisoning from eating too much uh, fish and tuna. I, I have heard that, but that's, and that is this, a similar sort of effect, right? Where they're getting brain fog. Fish get uh, mercury from the water they live in. Yeah. And the whole type of fish contains some amount of mercury. Large fish uh, are probably the higher amount of mercury okay. because they prey on other fishes. Uh, that have mercury too. So, you know, it's a food chain. Oh. So don't eat tuna. Don't eat marlin. Don't eat uh, king mackerel, for example. Prefer uh, the, the salmon or, or even the shrimp. And so you're saying that there are dentists in the Middle East and in the UAE right now putting in mercury fillings. I mean, it's still allowed. It's still allowed. Okay. okay. And how much, how many, like, how, how many do you see in your practice? Is it common that people are coming in with this? So what, what is very, very dangerous is the vapor of mercury. And okay. the vapor of mercury is uh, when you remove or when you put a filling into your mouth. That's yeah. the most dangerous phase of it. And so we have lots of uh, patients coming to our practice because we, are, uh, we have the SMART protocol. It's a protocol created by the uh, I, uh, IAOMT, so the International Association of Medicine and Toxicology. Okay. and to remove safely the mercury uh, filling. Okay. What, what's involved in that? It's very, I, I've heard it's very comprehensive. Yeah, we have different equipments, very heavy equipments, to make sure that uh, the, the patient doesn't breathe the mercury vapor during the treatment. No the patients, no the medical staff. Is it dangerous for you, for the staff? If we don't use this protection, of course it is. Okay. Okay. So we have nine layers of protection to make sure that you uh, or the medical staff doesn't breathe this kind of uh, poisonous vapor. Okay. Now, what about other metals? Because I, I don't think it's just mercury. I think they used other metals for fillings. What's, what, are what metals are they and what problems do they cause? Many, many types of metals. What you need to understand is that it creates uh, lots of corrosion in the mouth. So if you have different types of metals, and because of the saliva that you have in the mouth, you know, it creates lots of corrosion. Right. You have also some allergy created by this uh, metallic uh, ions that you have in the mouth. Allergy? You can even have... Sorry? You said allergy, sorry? Yes, you can have some allergies to metals. Okay. Uh, co corrosion, galvanic currents, you know, when you have this uh, sharp uh, current or shock, electric shock that you have in your mouth? Yep. That is galvanic current. Wow. When you, when, you phone, when you phone, you know, when you use your phone, your yeah. cell phone on your ear, you have what we call the antenna effect. Antenna effect. So if I have a metal yes, filling correct. in my mouth and I'm using my iPhone, I have an antenna effect. And what is that, what is that exactly? What's happening? So basically we have uh, an inflammatory uh, reaction of the body around this, this uh, antenna. So basically, you will have an increase of temperature. 
So for the 4G, for example, it has been measured that the temperature around this titanium implant increased by four degrees. Wow. Okay, so the implication of that is what? So you will have a release of metallic ions into your, the rest of your body. Right. So you have, for example, heavy metal intoxication. You have, uh, uh, I mean, it's, it's, not, um, it's not good. It is uh, uh, an inflammatory uh, effect on the rest of the body when you have this kind of ions uh, into some organs uh, in the rest of the body. Okay. Wow. Okay. Um, and then I'm assuming you don't use any antibiotics or, or, um, or do you? Where, do antibiotics have a role at all in, the, in the, your practice? Yeah, I mean, we, we use less drugs, we use less chemical, definitely. But okay. I'm not here to, uh, to, um, to say this medicine is good or this medicine is bad. I think that the Western medicine, for example, is very good when you have an acute infection. Imagine, Anne-Marie, that you have a dental abscess. Yep. Then you need, unless you have, of course, a fistula which releases the, 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 the pus, you need to have a, an antibiotherapy. To, to calm down, to, re, to, uh, to um, refrain and collect the infection. Okay. But if you have a chronic infection, then usually we prefer not to use antibiotic. Okay. And, and, and your body, when we, when we boost the immune system of your own body, it can regulate and eliminate this kind of, uh, of infection. Of course, you need to treat the root cause of the problem, not only the, the consequence, because the abscess is just a consequence, but if you eliminate the root cause of the, the infection, then your body can do the rest by, by rebalancing the, the, the good cells so that it eliminates all the chemical effects of the, 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 the bacteria and the, the release of the waste of the bacteria. And we're talking so much about immunity now because COVID times and are you saying sort of if you have one of these infections, it would lower your overall immunity and ability to, to uh, be able to uh, overcome like if, you know, any sort of like flu or colds or that sort of thing? Yeah, I mean, of course, if you have dental infection or dental inflammation in the mouth, your immune system will fight on a daily, on a daily uh, uh, every day you're, 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 you're kind of infection. So you need to make sure that you don't have anything that can arm your immune system. Right. And of course, if you increase your immune system, and it has been proven that if you have a certain dosage of uh, vitamin D, uh, that, that will boost your immune system. So either you go out and take the sun every day, or you take uh, vitamin D uh, in, in tablets. You, you choose, but you need to have some vitamin D. We all uh, deficient in vitamin D if we don't if we don't take that on a daily routine. Well, we're hearing a lot about COVID, uh, you know, comorbidities and people with chronic disease, and maybe perhaps the U.S. is suffering so much because people there are, are more ill and overweight. And it seems like if your body is fighting off something, it's going to be less effective at fighting off something else. Is that basically like if it's busy fighting off a dental infection? It's is it that is that how it works? Yes, I might. Did you imagine that 75% of the American people are suffering from chronic disease? Yeah. 75. It's wow. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and a good part of the, of the chronic inflammation comes from the mouth because it's the gateway to the rest of the body. 
It's right. where the, 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 the food comes, it's where the air passes, it's everything, it's a crossroad. Right. The teeth, for example, are the only functional half structure connected between the inside of the body and the outside of the body. Right, right. And it's so funny how separate it's been. Because, you know, when I was a kid, it was like, brush your teeth, don't eat sugar. You might get a cavity, but it completely disconnected from the fact that you put food in your mouth and it fuels your whole system, but it's also fueling like your mouth and your teeth. Like, how is food nutrition connected to, to what you do? I mean, the, the, the mouth is really connected to everything. I mean, imagine that uh, when you have a... Uh, um, an inflammation of your gum, okay? You have a red gum, reddish gum, uh, and the first thing that you will know or that you will um, be taught by uh, the, the dental education is that you may have um, an, uh, uh, some bacteria there because you don't brush your teeth, basically, okay? It's, it's how we commonly say things. But if you are unbalanced from the hormonal point of view, you will have an inflammation of your gum. So, for example, if you're a pregnant lady, you may have, during your pregnancy, lots of inflammation of your gum. has nothing to do with either you, you clean properly or not your, your, uh, your gum. It's just because the hormonal unbalance during this uh, pregnancy affect your whole body, and in particular, your uh, gum. So, so you see that it has an impact on the rest of the body. Yeah. So does that mean women who are going through perimenopause and menopause, you hear they have gum problems and mouth problems. Does that connect it? Is that why? It's partly uh, connected, definitely. And, uh, and that's why also that you need to balance your, your immune system with, the, with how you balance the calcium from the blood supply to the bone supply. Okay. And how do you do that? So uh, usually, I mean, of course, you need to, to seek uh, a medical advice on that. Uh, but know that if you add, increase your level of vitamin D, if you increase your level of vitamin C, if you increase your vitamin K2, NK7, and your magnesium, that's a very good component to move the calcium that you have from your uh, blood vessels into the bone. Okay. Okay. In a natural way. Yes. Okay. I've, I've heard a lot about this, how we're just having problems with free-floating calcium kind of right in our bodies, right? Correct. Correct. Okay. And that's sort of because of our toxic load? Yes. And imagine that, of course, the thyroid is a, is a good regulator of that uh, uh, calcium. So if this first molar that we took about, we, we talked about uh, before is infected for any reason, then it can affect also the thyroid. Okay. Now, what, can, where does the oral microbiome, where, I mean, this is just all emerging, how important our gut microbiome is and how it's connected to everything, but we also have an oral microbiome, right? We have a whole flora of viruses and bacteria and everything that's in our mouth. Can you sort of explain where that fits in? Yeah, I mean, the, the, the mouse uh, has lots of bacteria, uh, and some are very good, some are not so good. The, the dangerous fact is when the, the, the bacteria goes from the outside of the mouth, so basically the, 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 the you know, every, every tissue comes either from the ectoderm or the mesoderm, okay? For example, the, the surface of the tongue comes from the ectoderm, 
the outside of the mouth. And the bone and the inside of the gum is coming from the mesoderm, so basically the, the inside of the mouth. So what we need to make sure is that the connection, the, the door, is locked in between the outside and the inside. So this lock is created between the gum and the tooth, and the healthy tooth. And here you have two locks. It's, it's called desmosome. So you have two hemidesmosomes between the healthy gum and the natural tooth, okay? So if you have an inflammation and this door is open, then you have a flow of bacteria going from the outside to the inside. And that's where uh, it's dangerous. Last month, for example, there was a study showing that the Fusobacterium uh, is, is, is a common cell, so it's a good bacteria from the, from the mouth, but when it's inside the rest of the body, it can leak and becomes uh, disastrous because it, it, it can be a factor for metastasis, you know, in the cancer. So yeah. it's, it's one of the reasons for, 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 for metastasis. This is amazing because I just heard a podcast yesterday talking about leaky gut and how it, this reminds me of leaky gut where you have the gut bacteria that's leaking through and causing inflammation. But this is, it sounds exactly like what's happening in your mouth when you have inflammation. Correct, correct. Wow. That's why you need to have a, a balance uh, of your flora. And uh, oral probiotics are highly recommended to balance that flora. Oral probiotic. Okay, so that, is that like a different than a, what the probiotic you would take for your gut? Yes, it's different. It's a different kind of. Uh, it's more to balance the, the, the mouth itself in terms of bacteria, but it has an impact on the rest of your body as well. Okay. Wow. I've heard that there are some problems happening. I'm, I'm not criticizing masks. They're, they're keeping us all safe, but I've heard that masks, long-term mask use is causing some problems in the oral microbiome. Is that true? I haven't read any studies uh, uh, proving that, so I, I, cannot, I cannot say. That uh, might be an anti-masker argument. <laughs> we will see in the, in the years to, uh, to come if there is or if it has been an impact on that. But in, in the other hand, uh, we doctors are using this mask all day long. Right. So we haven't had any specific study or scientific studies on that subject. Okay, that's good to hear. Um, okay, so you mentioned a little bit about ozone technology. Can you just describe how you use that and, and what it does? Yes, yeah, the, the ozone is a natural gas. It has been a very um, significant, significant use uh, 100 years ago, especially to uh, save uh, the arm or the, the legs on the battlefield. The problem is that, so we know that it's, it's very good gas to uh, sterilize, for example, the water or sterilize anything uh, from tissue to, uh, to any component. Okay. Uh, the only thing is that we didn't know uh, how to use it in dentistry because it's very volatile and then it's difficult to focus the gas on one place. And for the last uh, few years, they have discovered some glass probe that allow the ozone to be uh, disseminated into, into a specific tooth or into a specific uh, uh, area of the gum. And that penetrates very deeply into the soft tissue or into the hard tissue, like the bone, and that decontaminates the, uh, the, the tooth. So basically, it will kill the bacteria and bring the blood supply. Okay. So it has an anti-inflammatory effect while it also kills the, the bacteria. Okay. And it's all natural. 
Wow. Now, Dr. Rose, I have to say, as someone who doesn't have dental on my plan, this all sounds terribly expensive. I'm just like, I, I'm thinking, ka-ching, ka-ching, ka-ching. How, like, what are, what are people looking at? What kind of an investment is this? So, um, typically, when we remove um, an amalgam filling, and we, uh, we want to replace it with, uh, with another biocompatible resin or with a ceramic, depending if it's the, the extra cost does come only from the uh, smart protocol, from the equipment that we use to protect you and to protect the medical, uh, medical nurses and doctors uh, when they do this work. So it's just an extra uh, cost that is extremely worth it if you consider the, the dangerosity of the, of the mercury vapor. Okay. But if you didn't have a dental plan, like what would you, what's the cost of, say, removing one mercury filling? So what we charge uh, just for the smart protocol is 1250 Okay. Uh, and it can include uh, one, two, or three fillings. Of course, the, the cost of the fillings depends on what type of material you will use and, and the size and, and the shape, you know. So yeah. the, the, the normal filling plus this smart protocol that we uh, add onto the, onto the cost. Uh, I understand that cost has an impact into your, into your, into your budget and, and the, you have to consider the cost. But here in biological dentistry, we really try to value the medical health and we really want you to improve the quality of your life. Okay. And I think that has no price for me. I mean, we consider that and we, we, uh, all the equipment that we do to improve your quality of life, uh, of course, has an impact into the, into the budget. But if you, if you consider the long term and the overall benefit on your health, for me, it has an a, a important benefit for your health. Yeah, particularly if you knew something wasn't right, but you can't find any reason for it, it would be invaluable. Do most dental plans cover it? Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, definitely the, the, the change of the fillings uh, or the extraction or or any kind of uh, treatment sh should be covered by your uh, insurance and your medical insurance, yes. Okay. Now, I'm just going to ask you one question that's sort of off the path, but it's about teeth grinding. I'm also obsessed about this because I grind my teeth. What do you, uh, what do, how, oft, how big of a problem is this and how do you help people with it? Okay, so once again, we try to, uh, to have a biological way of helping people with, uh, with grinding issues. And we have what we call a bio-coach, and the bio coach will help us try to find the uh, root cause of the, the stress because the grinding issue is just a consequence. So we try to find the reason why the patient is grinding. And the grinding is a, is a stress consequence, basically. So once we have understood the reason for the grinding uh, effect, so where it does come from the stress and how we can manage to reduce the stress, then the... the the effect or the consequence uh, decrease as well. In the meantime, we can definitely place an eye guard to, to, uh, to counterbalance the effect on the, on the teeth. But the, if you really want to, to treat the, the bruxism, so the, the grinding effect, you need to find out why you are grinding. Right, and do you, I know that some, increasingly I'm seeing Botox recommended for it. I, I wonder what you think about that. So once again, we, we, we always try to discover the most advanced technique, but also the most natural technique. 
and you have a product called the PRF, okay? It's a, a platelet growth factors and fibrin, sorry, and that is completely natural. So basically, you can use it uh, when you remove the tooth, but you can also use it as a liquid into your skin. And that has a, a natural effect, and it's completely um, natural because it comes from your blood. It's basically the white cells of your blood. So you can, take, you, you can extract your blood, centrifuge the blood, and you will separate between the white cells and the red cells. And the white cells is a good cell for, uh, for your immune system, for uh, um, all the good things that you can place into your skin. So you put that in your mouth? So you can put that into your mouth, yeah. When, when we remove a, a tooth, um, uh, we packed the, the socket with this uh, PRF, and, and then the consequence is, uh, is that you will have less inflammation, less uh, risk of uh, dry socket, less uh, pain, and the healing will be quicker. Typically before, I used to remove wisdom teeth, and it took three weeks to heal with some drugs like antibiotic. Now I never use drugs, and in three days, the, 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 the healing is complete, and no pain, almost no pain. It's, it's really, really bizarre, but it's true. Okay, so that's called again what, PEF? PRF. PRF. That's amazing. That is amazing. I've had dry socket. You do not want dry socket. That is no fun. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's, that's amazing, Dr. Rose. You've uh, blown my mind. You really have. This is, uh, this is like one of the most, I think it's you've blown my mind the most of all the podcasts we've had so far. <laughs> I have about a thousand more questions for you, but I'll leave it for today because it's a lot to process. Thank you so much for your time. Most welcome. Thank you very much for having me on the show, Amory. Okay. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye. Bye-bye, Mike. That's it for this week. If you liked the podcast, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. We'll see you next time on the livehealthy.ae podcast.